Onimusha is a hack and slash series produced by Capcom in the early 2000s that made use of Japan's feudal history and supernatural elements to create a world that is unmatched by modern titles today. Originally, the series was supposed to be a spin-off of the very popular Capcom series Resident Evil, as can be seen through the fixed camera perspective, but it was eventually given its own identity by becoming a more action-adventure-oriented game. The first game, Onimusha Warlords, had spawned a big following and had fans coming back for four main series games and countless other spin-off titles. This was one of the first games we got exposed to when we were kids, and we love it. Hell, there's still a lot of love for this franchise despite it not seeing a main series title since 2006. However, with the release of Onimusha Warlords Remastered in 2019, there is still a lot of hope for this series to see a proper release down the line, and this inspired us to want to talk about it. We simply want to explain why the world these games set up is amazing, why the weapons and enemies are so memorable, and why you should look into playing these games for yourself. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Who's Player 2 podcast. <laughs> you woke me up. Uh <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I caught you lacking. I had yeah. to, like, yeah, do yeah. something to spice this up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, I'm Zach. I'm Abby. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Onimusha. Well, more more specifically, Onimusha Warlords. Yeah, but like at the same time, uh, the other games are still kind of on the table a yes. little bit for yes. a little bit. The main purpose of this game, as I was as we explained a little bit ago, is that Onimusha has a chance of seeing a new release at some time down the line. Oh my god, and we hope so. There is a chance. There's a sliver of hope and I'm willing to take it. And one of the big things that we have to bank on is that we have to introduce this game to, you know, a fresh audience. Yes. Because there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of old people, I guess I should say, that are looking to like, you know, play this, who have played this game and have been looking for a re-release. Oh my gosh. Know, longer down the line. But again, the last game came out in 2006. Right, and it's, like, it has so many good, like, features and designs and characters and, like, concepts that, like, there's such cool, such amazing, fantastic concepts. And it's, like, a lot of it's different than the normal mainstream, like, everything else we see, which, I mean, it, that, that could be a reason, but, like, I freaking love this game. It's one of the only, like games that i can play that like gives me anxiety in a good way like, <laughs> i don't think there's any kind of good anxiety but i guess i guess if this is the game that gives you good anxiety so be it yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot about this game in particular i like and one of the biggest things is the fact that the game itself is very open and allows for a lot of creativity and other like mechanics to be added on. Yes. Just from the base game itself. Yes. And that is mainly through the weapon system and the the demon system and the fact that this is a grounded world with magic. Yes. And the main reason that we all like magic is because you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah. Uh for a little bit of explanation, when I brought I brought up weapons a little bit ago, 
the whole the whole point of the game is that you are you know you take the place of a samurai yes. uh, whose name is uh, Samonosuke for the first game. Samonosuke Akechi. <laughs> also, you might also recognize that name from Japanese history because this game is rooted in the feudal period of Japan. It takes history and it twists it and adds a bunch of supernatural elements with these demons called Genma and like like they have their own name guys. Like <laughs> they all have their own <laughs> names. It's, right. it's it's one of those games where there's like deep lore and like each individual demon that hell, I don't even know half of it. <laughs> All the demons, too. Uh, I was telling Zach before we started recording. I found out about a year ago. All of the demons are named after um, or all the like more prominent ones. All Even the bosses. The bo- yeah, all the bosses. And one of the... Um, I mean, they... It, Guildenstern did call out Rinaldo with the one like mainstream enemy that like pops up as a harder enemy, uh, but they're all named after Hamlet characters in Shakespeare. And I was joking <laughs> to Zach that maybe that's why I'm an English major. You oh. know, <laughs> where have we gone wrong? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but like what, like I was talking about with the yeah. weapons. Um, how the weapons work is that you have you have something called the Oni Gauntlet, and that's that is basically the culmination of your arsenal. And what happens is that you go throughout the game and you collect these things that are called dragon orbs. And those dragon orbs, when are inserted into the gauntlet, they release their own weapon, which is like, a, you know, it's a sword. Yes. Right? It's a it's some form of blade. And we it's some fight sort of with magic swords weapon. here. None of them fancy pistol guns. Oh, God. Don't even start with Onimusha 3, Abby. <laughs> Close oh, your shoot. eyes. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I Close your eyes, that. Abby. Oh, no. <laughs> I have made a mistake. Actually, Onimusha 3 is definitely <laughs> is like good. a contender for one of the best. It is good. Yeah, but either either way, like that in itself, you can tell that you can do a lot with so little. You have some ground rules that this that this world has set up. And my god, you can run with it. And that's why I would be I wouldn't be surprised if I were to, if we were to see, you know, a new Onimusha release at some point. Yes. Cuz there's so much that Capcom can do with it they have so much creative freedom there's so much that i want to talk about too we're definitely not going to be able to fit all of it in one segment because the other games after this first one are also just incredible and the mechanics are so like above its time yeah honestly there's a lot there's a lot about these games that are definitely above its time Speaking of time, uh, memories. So, what was uh, what was one of your favorite or first memory, whatever, of Onimusha? Uh, probably when we were kids. Yes. And well, yeah, no. So we we were kids. We had this game on the PS2. Um, we, I think at the time we had Onimusha one and two. I don't think we had three yet. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we were playing. We were playing the first one, or at least I was, and. I, I remember um, walking in after, you know, the first big battle where you fight, you know, you fight like a gigantic just ogre with a big, with a big studded bat, basically. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, after you've overcome this like huge, you know, really scary, intimidating monster, you go in and you meet. And what, my, in my opinion, one of my, well, one of my favorite characters in the entire game is named Guildenstern. Oh, yes. And he is... He is like he's the scientist of the demons, basically. He he's like he's the mad scientist who creates, you know, all these terrible things. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going into that room. He's like, he is like 
feasting on a, like a corpse of like a Japanese soldier, and he goes, "Ooh, what's this? A liver?" Yeah. <laughs> I was playing that last night, and it gave me the fucking chills. Oh yeah, like... no, yeah. One one thing that I want to, to add real quick before we go on is that. This game, as again, as we said in the title, um, Onimusha Warlords was recently remastered. You can find it on the Nintendo Store. Yes. You can find it on um, Steam as I well. I just bought it on um, on the Switch because I primarily play the Switch. And we were talking about this yesterday. I had no idea it was on there. And I got lucky. Uh, it was on sale for like $8 and I got it. And I've play- I played a decent chunk of it last night. It was so much fun. <laughs> you um, prepared. You've studied. I prepared. I, I did some sort of preparation, but it was more just because I really wanted to play Onimusha. Right, yeah. Um, so my uh, big memory in Onimusha, this isn't like, this isn't like the, the best. This is probably one of the funniest memories I have. Because um, when I was little, I didn't really play it i watched zach or our dad play it because i was too scared to fight things because i thought they would kill me <laughs> i mean um, that's the part of the game Abby. well i mean yeah but i would get anxiety because i wanted to be good and i didn't want to die and Fair. Was, yeah so <laughs> anyway one of my favorite things is i really loved um a character and it her name's kaede and she is sort of samonosuke's sidekick and she does a lot of exploring alongside him in the game. We don't, like, see her as much, but she does, like, some important be- behind-the-scenes work. And you get to play as her for a little bit. You get to play as her um, twice, actually. Yeah, you get to play as her twice. She's pretty cool. Um, but my most prominent memory is I loved her so much that I remember I, I maybe I was, like, four. Um, our mom was going on a trip to New York. And she was looking at me. She was like, Abby, if I went in New York, what do you want me to get you? Like, I'll, I'll try to find whatever you want. And I went, I want black and orange striped leggings like Kayede. <laughs> That's it. I, <laughs> I wanted to be Kayede because I was just like, man, she's such a badass, like, female warrior. I want to do that, too. I mean, and like, can you blame her? Like, in, in the game itself, she's honestly kind of broken right i i was me and zach were talking about her yesterday and i had this like i had this whole thing i wanted to get into it and talk to you about it arguably i think she's even though she doesn't have like all the fancy swords i think she is the strongest person in the game and I argue this because, you know, Samonosuke has all the fancy swords with all of the, the different orbs and all these different people have powers. And Kaede, she just has her throwing knives and her tiny blades and she kicks ass and survives all of this and is doing great. Counter I mean, argument. Sacred knife. Well, I mean, she <laughs> finds it. It's not like she's been, like, gifted by the gods randomly because she's been knocked out. No, she works for it. She <laughs> she doesn't get her ass beat by a fucking terrifying ogre, like, giant creepy dude. She doesn't get her ass handed to her. She finds it. You know what? And she kicks ass. Fine. I'll, I'll give you that. She did run to a burning building and then find that knife. Yes. <laughs> yes. So... 
moving on from that, I have a game that I wanted to play with you. All right. I think you would enjoy this, and I know our audience would as well. Um, from some feedback we heard, uh, some people really like to hear the sibling rivalry. So I thought we could have a little lightning round on what are or what we think are the best uh, things or our favorite things from the game. And this can span across any any of the games. Okay, that was my this next is, question. Yeah. yeah. So this could uh, most of my knowledge comes from Onimusha one through three. Yes. All right. That that's where my expertise lies in that in that gap so yes i i am i am interested and you know what i will say um i i will try to change my answers a little bit to incorporate everything else because i think i feel like you know what most of my answers will be i don't know what questions you're gonna ask yet i don't know I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I will probably argue with you. Okay, well then, let's see. Let's see. Hit all me. Right, What's the first right. one? So the first one is, who is the scariest villain? Scariest villain. Oh, God. Um, all right, now, here, here's the thing. I want to say Gildenstern. Okay. But I feel like that's a little too easy. Okay. I'm just fucking kidding. No, Gildenstern. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he is creepy, but like... Osric, we looked up the name. The ogre, the giant ogre guy we kept we kept talking about. I think he's the fucking scariest thing. I don't care that he's the first villain you we fight. We kick his ass I, with only the lightning sword, I Abby. I don't care that he's the first villain you fight. He is fucking terrifying. There's nowhere to run. I was trying to play it last night and the switch and the mechanics and I like I'm used to hitting just back buttons on the PlayStation 2 controller. I was running in circles you have to play on the with sticks on the switch. Oh. I was running in circles and screaming and poor <laughs> poor Adam was on the phone with me while I was doing this. Oh my god. And I was just so ball of anxiety. I can kick ass at any of the other villains. That villain, the, the first one in the first game is the one that always fucking gets me. I, I will say, I, I still think Goldenstern is a scarier in my opinion, just because there's nothing more scary than not only so, like a, a demon that will, you know, that feasts off human corpses and is incredibly smart, but okay. a, a character that is extremely calm and methodical. Th and is fully aware of what he is doing, has a goal in mind, and will kick your ass. Okay, but also, like, Osric in the beginning, when you talk, he goes, Mmm, tasty humans, I want to eat your flesh, mm. and, like, humans rubs Humans are more his... tasty when they're angry. Yes, he <laughs> says that and rubs his stomach, and there is nothing more terrifying than seeing that in clear, clear fucking image on the Switch on a giant-ass TV in the middle of the night. You know what? If, <laughs> if that man chomped down on, like, a core like at that beginning i would give that to you however they, i they i still stand with my answer they couldn't do it there'd be guts and blood everywhere it's a rated m game so what okay but like all right agree to disagree okay move okay, on okay so the second one is your favorite villain oh abby i want to hear yours first Gogandontis, the, the greatest, greatest swordsman of, of all demons. demons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Did we have to say 
same answer. We'd have the same answer. Yes. All right. Listen. Right. I'm glad that we both plan to scream that, and we just. I love that. Like I, I was literally just planning to scream that, and so were you. God, Thank I love. I, I love watching the peak map that we just created. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We probably just killed the ears of all of you. And it's it's fine. A little post processing magic will make that go <laughs> yeah. away. But like, but in all seriousness, Go um, Dantis, the greatest swordsman of all the demons, is a character from Onimusha Two, and the reason we like him so much is this man. Not only is he like horrifying because of his skill. But he is also the most polite and memorable demon because of how he talks and his actions in the game. And I cannot describe this myself. It is too good. He's so funny looking on top of all of it. His design's like a little wonky. Like, it's very good, but it's a little bit wonky. And so he's just like, he's a bad guy, but he's also like... Not a bad guy. Like, he probably couldn't give a shit about any of the villain stuff. He just cares about honor. He cares a lot about honor. And I think he does care about the villain stuff, but he more cares about honor and respecting his opponent. Yes. Over, you know, getting the job done. And something like that kind of dynamic as opposed to literally every other demon in this series that we've seen up to that point. You know, where it's all just pure evil and malice right. it's it's refreshing and it's such a great take yes and he's like a suitable rival too like he comes back and you fight him a couple of times i i want to say i think you fight him three times or four i can't remember i think you fight him three times you fight him three times throughout the game yeah uh and every single every single time in that cutscene, he has to bring up that his name is Gogondontus, the, the greatest, the greatest swordsman, swordsman of all the, the demons. demons. All right, he every says it every time, single time, and that that's it. I mean, that's, that's all you should know. Yeah. Like, I don't need to explain this he, guy anymore he, to you. Play these games, please. Yes, he had. Please go and look up his character design, Gogondontus, greatest swordsman of all demons. Please, right. he's great. I beg you. Okay. Now, for this next one, uh, what is the best weapon? Okay. Before... Alright, so Abby, I think Abby clearly knows what mine is, and I clearly know what, what hers is. Hopefully it, we don't have the same one, in preparation, we might have the same one. In preparation for this moment, I actually looked up a different one. I have a different favorite. Why did you look up a different one? Because I loved these weapons and I didn't know what they were called for the longest time. Okay. And because actually, I think I kind of just gave it away, but because of that, because, because I'm going to say my, my answer, if we were only limited to Onimusha one, okay, it would be the Shippu, which is the wind staff. Yeah. All right. However, I had changed mine to the Tensei from Onimusha three. Which one is that? Those are the, the pairs of light swords that you get okay. at the beginning of the game. Okay, we don't have the same one. Those ones are really cool, too. I, I am a it. big fan. Something about, you know, throughout, while Onimusha as a series, it always culminated one. You know, one blade. Yeah. Or one hammer. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> I mean the, the Shifu has, like, the, the, the double-edged sword. Well, yeah, but, like, it was still one piece. Yeah. So, like, Dark seeing... Mullet. It's one of those things where it's like if you see one thing like in the game, like culminate. So you have every single thing. You have one blade, right? Let's just let's just yeah, call it one yeah. blade. You see, you know, you put the orb in and now you have two. 
Do you know how much like potential for future weapons and ideas that they can now live now that they're not just burdens at only like one handed or yeah. two handed weapons? Now they can have two one handed weapons. Yeah. How cool would it be if there was like a sword and shield? You know what I mean? How yeah. cool would it be if there was like, you know, just like two like different blades? Like, like there's so okay. much you can do with that. They give us the fire whip and... Yeah, the Onimusha 3 has a bunch of different a, a bunch of different styled weapons that are really cool. And I loved seeing that they grew to include all of those, which includes my favorite, which you mentioned. Um I'm going to say the wrong name cuz we called it Boris the Soviet Love what's what's its actual name i don't know i can i only know it of it as boris the soviet love hammer right now because i we called it that so much as a running joke that it just stuck in my mind but it's my favorite weapon it's it's called boris the soviet love hammer because it's literally a hammer and it does a crap ton of damage in game yeah it's called the it's called the doji kiri yeah, it that is, is that is what it is called. Yes, it is my favorite weapon. I remember at the end of the third game, I was like, I was like farming, like killing these little like, I don't know what to call. <sighs> they're like they're like rolly guys. Like like they roll on the they have these red spikes. They're they're terrifying creatures. Abby, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of I them. I almost <laughs> called them rolly polies, but they they that is not correct. I love to give threatening things fun cute names. Um so I'm going to refer to them as the roly polies. Um <laughs> I would farm all of these roly polies into one spot. And I would hit them twice with Boris, and they would fall down and give me souls, and <laughs> I would become the, uh, the the master of of all of the elements. That is that is Avatar. That is not correct. That is all the elements. <laughs> we're literally just using the Earth Hammer, Abby. I mean, I, mean, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that is completely fair. I'm I'm just a fan of the weapons that they don't do the most damage, but they have. Like they are, I don't know. I don't know how to say fire rate except um, with swords. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're faster to swing. Let's let's say that. Yes, yes. The faster swing weapons, the lighter weapons. Let's say yeah. because you you're able to get more attacks, and if you upgrade them, they can do as much damage as the base. You know, heavy weapons. I just like the heavy ones because I go and then I run away <laughs> and then I walk back up and I go. For those of you who are listening at home, what she proceeded to do was put her hands together like she was holding the hilt of a sword and swiping them back and forth, imitating what she would do if she had a sword and she was swiping at demons. I, I thought I would fill you in. <laughs> I, I, I broke her. I've, I'm I'm always broken. You right, can't is break that, me. All right, is that your last question or do you have anything else? I have one more. All right. What's the best character design? Oh, God. Ooh. Should I answer first, or should I tell you to answer? Um, whatever whatever one works for you, buddy. I'm not going to say Guildenstern again. Okay. I'm not going to say him again. I think he's great. He's like a close runner-up for me. All right. One of my, my favorite is actually the boss, Marcellus. From the original Onimusha. And that is that is where you get the um, 
The, the shipu, right? Yeah, that's where you that's get the shipu. The, yeah, that's the one on the roof. That's the one. Yeah, you have a great fucking. You have a really cinematic boss fight with him on the roof, and he has he has the sword and he has a shield. And the entire boss fight, you're breaking his shield down so that you can actually you know hit him. Yeah. The entire time, but to me, when you know we had the original Onimusha and mm-hmm. we had Onimusha Blades, which is a knockoff game, which is kind of like a um. Uh, a, a Super Smash Bros. with these characters. I was gonna say Smash Bros. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Smash Bros. in the Onimusha like franchise, and because of both of those games, he instantly has become my favorite character when it comes to design. Because uh-huh. of like it's it's the helmet, it's his like like gross face, and then like when he has the mask, he has like a like a mask where it's like the um. Can't remember if it was like the happy or the sad like theater mask yeah. kind well, of vibe. Well, I think don't don't hold me account on this one. I I'm I might not be correct, but <laughs> okay. I think with his design, they pull in a lot of elements from um, the Japanese culture. Yeah. Um. Before and like with but like with a dark twist. Yeah, kind of like that. Although I also I like to see his weapon as a little more. Western because it's a it's a big it's a bigger broader sword it's almost like a scimitar yeah in, in design which I think that's more I'm more now that's more like kind of in the pirate theme uh-huh. but it's 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 a heavy cleaver at the end of the day yeah um and it's it's like it's his it's his attack style and everything and his he actually u- ends up using the the element of wind which is what the shipu blade is yeah um that I love it so much yes now what is yours. <laughs> I like the scary bug lady. <laughs> oh, what's her name? I don't remember. Hold but on. she sexually confused me as a child. <laughs> and and it's, it's the, you know, it's the casually stripping and turning into a bug monster for me. I, uh, um. <laughs> listen, right? I, Abby, she flashed her leg in the cutscene. That's okay, it. Okay, but like. Leg. <laughs> all right, Hecuba. Hecuba. I love it. They're all they're all named after Hamlet characters. I didn't know this. Even on this fucking website, the 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 tag underneath the picture is everything about Hecuba is disgusting. Okay, but like, <laughs> but like, combining like woman with like disgusting bug creature and like, I mean. I don't know. I just I think the way that she's built, like usually when people make bug creatures out of women, they turn them into like I mean, all jokes aside, like they turn them into like sexy objectified like characters, but with hers like even though I'm cracking jokes saying she sexually confused me as a child like <laughs> um <laughs> she actually is very terrifying and she isn't like some sexy like She's not like a sexy demon lady. Like she, she has the whole like bug backside, all the all these appendages. Her eyes are like huge. You should look up her. Just look up all the villains from the. Um, actually, don't spoil the storyline. Play the fucking game. Do it. I, I will so say good. there is what there's one of the only cutscenes in the game is her transformation, which is what she is referring to. It's terrifying, but it's, it's also it's, hot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like you can you can look up that cutscene. You won't really be spoiled to anything in the game. Yeah. Um. So you could look that up. Um. But other than that, yeah, no, I I think 
she is disgusting in every front. (laughs) (laughs) And I will, admittedly, I will kind of play into your point a little bit. You get introduced to her because she is disguised as like a, you know, a damsel in distress. Yeah. And she comes to you looking for like help and you go out to help her and that's when she turns. You spoiled the storyline. That's not the story. Okay. That's not really spoiling anything. Well, it does. It's a secret. Not really. It's it's kind of obvious when you meet her, Abby. But what? Well, okay. <laughs> I I guess it's, it's kind of obvious that I mean, it's gonna go fucking wrong. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I guess like a lot of the storyline or shifting out of our uh, lightning round segment that was definitely not a lightning round because uh, <laughs> that was like twenty five minutes of us talking about all this stuff. Um, <laughs> shifting using that shifting to the world and the storyline itself i mean you you are kind of right a lot of the storyline like even though it is such a good good game it like follows kind of like the basic hero's journey um in a way where it's like the main character has a call to action and then has to fight all these things and save the pretty lady and yeah and i think i think the reason why i'm saying that's not much of a spoiler is because of the story itself. It's it is very it's very damsel in distress. Yeah. And one thing that you'll start to notice is that as the game progresses, there's not a lot of side characters. There's not a lot of side characters that are there to aid you. Right. All the side characters that I guess side characters that you meet, and I'm putting in quotation marks around side characters by the way, um are only there to aid the other side. They're they are not in your benefit. Yeah, they all kind of want to kill you. Yeah, no, everyone's out to get you. Yeah, if if they don't want to kill you, they want to turn you onto their side. Exactly. Yeah, so it's this whole thing where it's like there's not a lot of like dynamic characters other than, you know, your core, you know, Samonosuke Kaede and uh I guess in a way Nobunaga. No, not really Nobunaga. Princess Yuki. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Oh, and yeah, Yumemaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yumemaro, I guess, is the bigger one. But yeah. it's like it's like those central characters that um that the story mainly revolves around, they're built around those, and they don't really account for any of the other, you know, bad guys, other good guys. It's only them. Yeah. And that's and that's another reason why I think Onimusha two and Onimusha three are a lot more successful yeah. than the original. But that's I mean, that's simply where, you know, the game is. But like also, at the same time, that's really the game's, like, only downside, in my opinion. Yeah. It's the story. It's the it's the straightforward writing. Like, I, I explained this a little bit before, but the world is set up to be expanded upon. Yeah. There is so much more that you can do with this world. Yeah. You know, just, just, again, the simple, the dragon orb concept, the gauntlet co- concept, like, th- just that. In itself, you can have a field day. You can go on for hours about just different weapons and combinations and stuff. Um, but like on top of that, you know, you have other elements in other Onimusha games that are introduced that basically they kind of break the whole gauntlet concept and it gives the writers or, you know, Capcom, the people who will be making, you know, in charge of these games to have a lot more creative freedom. Yes. Yeah, there are. They do a lot more in the other games. Like the first one, like I said, it primarily follows sort of a, a basic like hero's journey setup, where you have like the character, the call to action, all the other intricate parts of that. Um, 
You know, it's it's mainly set up like that. The other games, though, they, I mean, the second game, I, I feel like it's, I might be wrong this, I feel like it's one of the first games that had, like, a choose-your-own-adventure kind of part of it, or, like, your actions affect the story, and those are my favorite kinds of games. Yeah. So, like, that was my first instruction. That, that's Onimusha 2. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's something that I think would be a good topic for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, we'll definitely do that in another segment. Uh, the world itself is, is like... It's built pretty well. Like it's it's a really good like it's got a really good foundation and then like there is the on the map I arguably feel like there's a lot to explore. Um and there's a lot of like little things they have implemented into the story. Like there's there's little secrets. Um they have um these different like fluorites hidden all over the map. I think there's 20 of them. And you collect all of them, and you get, like, a, a prize at the end of it. I know in the first games, it gives you the option to have uh, the characters in different costumes. Uh, my favorite suit. my favorite was playing as Summonosuke in a panda suit the entire <laughs> run-through. It's just, You just sit, you have a, a grown-ass man in a, in a panda suit fighting demons. I mean, what's better than that? Amen. So, like... <laughs> Like they give you little like things like that. They give you better swords. There's um they have a demon realm or demon realm. They have the dark realm in it, which they they keep that throughout all of the games. It's like a little mini game where you can just hack up and slice a bunch of demons, and it gives you objects to help aid in your journey. Yeah, and it it gives you like rewards and a bunch of other stuff like that. And it, it's it's that little consistency too that I love. Yes. Um, also, to the extent of uh, the character that sends you there. Yes. Oh, my God. He's so creepy. <laughs> oh Want to God. play in the dark realm? Like, There's that, no that's guarantee like, that you will live. But, but if that you was do, his voice. great rewards <laughs> awaits you. <laughs> um, his voice. He's a very creepy. He's also kind of like a bug man, but like he's like a caterpillar. Kind he's of in a upside down. He's in a cocoon. He's upside down. His his mustache hangs past his forehead. Um, he's creepy. <laughs> he's creepy. Scary maybe man. that should maybe that should have been the scariest villain. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's not really a villain. I think I think out of everybody, he's in it to help you the most. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess. <laughs> in, in a scary. way, I mean, yeah, he still kind of sends you to a place where you could die. But at the same point, at the same time, it's like, hey, look, rewards. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And on on top of that, one thing that I think really makes this game in itself is is the combat system. Yes. Now, like like uh, stated before, this game originally was supposed to be a Resident Evil spinoff. It was right. supposed to be Resident Evil set in you know J- feudal Japan. But yeah. as they developed the game, they decided they decided to give this game its own identity. Yes. So that being said, um, you have the for the gameplay, you have a you know, stationary camera, you know, you have the fixed camera setup, third person. And that is, I mean, first of all, you use that in video game or yes, in media in general to create a sense of world, a sense of you are in this place and this place is vast. It's to really open up and tell the story of the castle that you are, you know, fighting in through the scenery and on top of that, you have you you have your character, you have your tank controls, mm-hmm. because at this point, PlayStation era, you know, you're using you're locked into your D pad for using yeah. this up, down, left, right. 
And then on top, then you actually have, you know, the whole combat, which is, you know, just your sword play. You know, it's your it's your button mashing mm-hmm. at, at its base. It's button mashing. Yeah. yeah. But what I love, what I love about the game and I learned I, you, I still learned more and more about how the combat works up till this day. Yeah. Um, is that there's a bunch of little things in the game that you can do that will make combat a lot easier. Oh yeah, a bunch of little techniques. Um, you have like your uh, what's it, like critical slashes, yes, which is like I love that. Yeah, it's just like the whole a whole thing is like if you are getting attacked and that attack is about to land, if you attack at the right time, you will counter it. Yeah, and it will like do either a a lot of damage or b just instantly kill the demon. Yeah, it gives you extra souls. It literally it gives me a boost of serotonin every time I <laughs> land a critical hit. Cause like it'll have like a flash of light, like w- when you when you have that happen, like the slash is a lot louder. It it gives off this glow, like this golden glow. And then the dopamine shoots straight yes. into my brain. Yes, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. You know, actually, thing. one thing that we failed to mention is actually the soul system. Oh my gosh, how do, how do we forget that? Well, it's oh fine. Well, I mean, this is the gameplay mechanics section. We can talk about this. Yeah, this is yeah. Fine. The, 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 so there's a currency, I guess, in the game. Yeah. And it's it, they're called souls. And one of the things that your gauntlet has the power to do is absorb the souls of fallen demons. Yep. And doing that, you can get, you know, you have your currency, which is red souls, and you can use that to enhance your gear. Then you also have your, um, you have your blue souls, which could re, you know, revitalize your magic. Replenish mana. Replenish mana. You have your yellow souls, which replenish your health. Yes. And then, actually, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Dude, I was, like, fighting this, like, anytime there's giant, like, there's this enemy at the front gates that they hold this giant ass axe. <laughs> they fu- they will throw it at you. It's terrifying. Um, But <laughs> anyway, it, I had a, I was playing just the opening scene for so long because this big, big bad monster would knock away a bunch of my health. And then I was like, ah, shoot, I gotta fight the big scary goblin that looks like a grim snarl on steroids. <laughs> um, so I just, like, was running around trying to replenish health, and then as soon as I would get enough, another one of those big scary monsters would spawn and hit me with an axe again. <laughs> And I went through that over and over last night. I will say the constant <laughs> monster spawning of the game is a problem. <laughs> I yeah. will that I'll give another mark for that. However, you know, for grinding, it's it's yeah. fun. It's they, fine. I, well, I mean, the thing is, like, you will grind and then they will stop spawning. Yeah, but and then I've you have to like leave it, leave the area. But yeah. the, that's that's about it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's a thing. Yeah, that that is a thing. Yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. But like it's it's like the little things like that again, where it's like you can expand. There's so much room to expand, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the second and third game, they added a system where you could go into your quote unquote Onimusha form, which is literally just there's you, if you collect five purple souls, which are bigger and I guess heavier because they yeah. it, they take longer to absorb. Um, if you absorb five of those, you go into a form where you're invincible and you do a bunch of damage. Yeah, it's the your sword is stronger. You can send blasts out your hands, if I remember correctly. I think it's with your sword, but like the the point is, is that that was something that that was an innovation that they made between the first and second game. 
Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's so basic. I feel like, you know, again, Capcom has a lot of room to build upon it. And I mean, they built upon it. They did. Well, they, I mean, they what I'm more. saying is they need to do it again and give us more of this game. Well, damn it. They did they did a lot with going from the first to the second and the second to the third. I never played the fourth, so I don't know what all they did there. Um But yeah, no, they they did do a lot of expanding, but they can do more and I cannot Oh my god. I was going to say I cannot wait to see more, but like it's more of a thing too where it's I hope I pray to God they make more. <laughs> I just want to play it. I'm so glad that they remastered it for the Switch because I was playing it for a long time last night and it made me so happy. And I I do really bad with like shooter games or like those things. But with the, the mechanics of Onimusha, I feel like I can actually play it and I'm not as stressed out about it. Yeah, I think it's just because it's at, at its core, it's a much simpler game. You know, at the it's it's a hack and slash game. You You're, calling me a simple bitch? No, I'm saying that it's a it's for a universal gaming audience. It's a lot easier. Yeah. To get a get a hold of the game. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot. It's it's easier, and that's again another reason why you should buy this game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely reason it it should continue, and that it. it there should be more done with this. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know exactly else what else to say about. If you are listening to this right now and anything, anything that we've said piqued your interest, even in the slightest, you should go to Steam or go to Nintendo store, whatever you have, and you should look up Onimusha Warlords and you should just, you don't, you know, look at the game or even just buy it for yourself and play. I It's a good play. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I know I got it for, again, I said this yesterday, I got it on the Switch for like $8. I think right now, I think the current price of it is actually like 20 bucks, but who knows if they'll be having a sale soon or something like that. And Zach's looking it up on Steam. Yeah, as I'm, we I'm speak. determined. I'm determined. Hold on. Uh, yeah, $20. Yeah, $20 right now. Yeah. But on Steam, very accessible. Yeah. 20 bucks. Great game. Great concept. You guys should check it out. Play it with tank controls. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Play it with the tank controls. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully. What we, we hopefully we have sparked an interest in this world for you. That's that's what that's the biggest takeaway. You don't really have to understand all of what we're saying, but I'm hoping that our enthusiasm about it is enough to like just spark an interest. That, that's all I want at the end of the day. Oh, me too. I, I would love to meet this game. I would love to hear the opinions that other people have, which speaking of. If you have any thoughts on this game or any game that we've covered in our previous podcasts, please let us know. Shoot us a message. Let us know your memories and what you thought of these games. And who knows? Maybe we'll bring it up next podcast. Yeah, no, like seriously, it was it's a lot of fun listening to what people have to say, especially with our you know our previous two podcasts, you know, since Minecraft and Pokemon are very accessible titles. Um, but like, it doesn't have to be memories. Just, you know, if you look this game up, you don't even have to play it. Just let us know how you feel. I would be more than happy to look at, you know, what other people are thinking about these games, especially with like a title that's as popular as I think it still is. And there's a community still around it. It's kind of been buried. Yeah. And I'm sad. Me too. 
I, you know, I love talking to people about it yes. than any of the other games. Like, honestly, if anyone was to, like, bring up any video game with me recently, I will talk your ear off for hours. About this game. <laughs> uh, oh, about this game, yes. About Pokemon, too, yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, true. No, you, you know a lot about Pokemon. It's scary. Yeah, so, please, at the, at the end of the day, check this game out. And also, one last thing, Capcom, if you hear this, for fuck's sake, police. <laughs> it's what we're trying to prove to you is that it's not hard to make a new game. All right? We want more. <laughs> please. <laughs> that's all that's all we can ask for. And I'm just, again, it's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. I'm Abby. I'm Zach. Thanks for joining us. This has been Who's Player 2 Pug is. Bye. Bye-bye.